2: Welcome to this week's episode of 20 Minute Times. I'm your host Jamie And I'm joined by Melly Yes And Stephen What's happening? Martin Melly um, There seems to be nothing Rangers can do to stop us It doesn't matter what they bring to the table It doesn't matter if they bring their first team It doesn't matter if we give them the whole half ...to perform their best. It doesn't matter if they score two goals at Ibrox... two goals at Celtic Park. There seems to be... It doesn't matter if they've got Raskin, Cantwell, Morelos... ...Kent, Alan McGregor and Goldson back. It doesn't matter what Rangers do. There is absolutely nothing... They can bring at the table that seem to be able to unseat Ange Postecoglou's Celtic. Keep going, mate. Nah,
0: Keep going.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's starting to get to that 90s for Celtic when I grew up, that psychological warfare of how do we beat this team? How do we do it? Ah, oh, they don't play well. Ah, oh, they're not that good. All our players are better. We're better. We're just hmm. simply better. Celtic are in another cup final. They beat their biggest rivals. We've got the Scottish Cup to come, potentially a treble. It's tremendous. This game, I was uh, worried about it. The closer it got to the game for a change, I uh, seemed to get more confident. When the lineup came out, I felt a lot better. And I just enjoyed it. Enjoyed mm. the victory because good. <laughs> aye, it was a different enjoyment today, but usually it's just uh, a relief. But this one I was like, nah, this just confirms, reaffirms everything I already know. This Celtic team are really, really good. And like the, the office meme, where we'd, we'd, we didn't quite get it under Brendan Rogers, but we're living in the good old days, guys. So just embrace it. Embrace it.
2: We're going to, obviously, this will go out as a second take, Stephen. So if you're watching the podcast, it looks a little different. We are recording from our live build-up studio. We, set we, B. Yeah, set yeah. B. We That's rearranged right. it. We're in the back <laughs> lot of 20 Minute times Towers. We rearranged it to, to go live to the to go live to the page. And Stephen, yesterday I was nervous. There's no doubt about it. I thought that would be one Glasgow Derby too far for Celtic. Yeah. Um but I just feel so stupid for doubting Angela. Yeah, look,
0: I've I've also heard all the all the excuses as well. And what we there's again kind a of general theme of our at the match podcast where we were at the game was that they can't have any excuses now because that was full strength. You rained off all the all the <laughs> yeah, renowned names that they can call upon for that game. I, I mean, how much bullshit have we had since the beginning of the <laughs> season?
2: And you and you think to yourself, like, does there, we said at the last game? or you said at the last game, there is literally no hiding place. For for Michael Beale after this, if if we beat them at Parkhead, he's out he's absolutely out of excuses. After that, they still managed to get some excuses yeah. and you know Goldson to not being in the team. That 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 seemed to be the, that seemed to be the final excuse. I can't think of a single one now. And even after the game, he was like, oh, "I think we're going to have to have a rebuild in the summer, like <laughs> a massive rebuild." It's <laughs> gone like, oh, from oh, a- I can't
0: fucking hold that. I can't hold that. <laughs> it's gone from a refresh to a massive rebuild within the space of a couple of weeks. It seems yeah. like so. Yeah, oh, look, the the game itself. Having been a little bit tense in the second half, of course, because they seem to have a bit of territorial advantage, a few chances, one that hit the post, and then do you know what? I've seen that Sakala chance. How I did he guess, that? a shocker? He's fond of that, isn't it? It was usually him that hits the side netting from quite close range, but that was a bad one you Paddy see, he, vibes, that you uh, see. Roberts vibes. Do you know? I it actually was. But the the last one in our previous game at Hamden was quite a a hard chance to take but this one was a shocker the whole goal was gaping but you you look at the game how it was played right Celtic were on top in the first half in my opinion I don't think there's much debate no, about no. that I, th- I thought Celtic were really good not amazing but they were really good I thought they were the better team and they took the lead and went into half time with the lead that they deserved in the second half, arguably Rangers were the better team, but took nothing from it. No. That's just how it works. It's just as simple as that. That's how that's football, football works. Way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It took a words right out of my mouth. That is simply how football works. So you have to turn this advantage, being the better team and all that, into something. And they failed to do it yet again. Completely toothless up front. Completely toothless. And that's not a Sakala <laughs> joke <laughs> with the, the gap between his teeth. That's. They they have nothing for all the amount of attacking talent they can call upon. You know, Cantwell's the new the new big thing. Ryan Kent is a previously seven million pound talent wow. that was you know the most talented player in in Scotland. I've I've been told today and all that. So the amount of players they've got, Morelos is a disgrace, quite <laughs> frankly. And I'm I'm bemused that there isn't more absolute pelters being aimed at him. I, I can only imagine that the Rangers fans have just fully given up on both him and the season altogether because he is. In worse nick than Lee Griffiths was oh, towards the end of mm-hmm. Celt- his Celtic term, and a lot of you know level-headed Celtic fans were really quite annoyed with him about it. A lot of people couldn't see, like, couldn't, couldn't, wouldn't hear a bad word said about Lee Griffiths towards the end, but we were all raging with Lee Griffiths in the amount of um, or, or the the level to which he had gone completely out of shape. But Marellis has done the same thing, and they're still playing him every single week. He's played. I heard the heard to stat on the way back from the game. In fact, we were in the car coming away from Hampden, and um. Someone on Clyde 1, I think it was, it Gordon, said that mm. um, he's played 43 games this season and mm. he's scored, I think he's only scored in about nine of them. So. They,
2: asked, they asked them, I think it was Gordon Dale on the Clyde 1, they said he's played 43 games this season, how many has Morelos I've been okay in? And, <laughs> and, and he was like that. You're talking single figures But I think the thing With Morelos is And you know We're doing an awful lot Of Rangers bashing here But but, but that's what That's what what a Celtic podcast Is for (laughs) But the thing With Morelos is We're getting to the stage now Where they're literally Only playing him Because they don't have Another striker Mm, And, And that shows And it's the same It's not the same With Ryan Kent Because they've got Scott Wright on the bench And I'm sure they've got One or two other guys That could take up Ryan Kent's position But that guy's Completely chucked it And I don't blame them Because They know now that they can't beat Celtic. They know that. And that's why you get... Because see if they're going... Ryan Kent has had a decent career at Rangers. Alfredo Morelos has had a decent sort of longish career at Rangers. These guys would want to go out with a bang against Celtic knowing they're leaving in the summer. One last push. One last good performance. But when they're coming up against a team that they simply can't beat, they look beat already. Those two guys particularly look beat already. Now... There's been so much chat about the gap. How does the gap look? Or oh, the gap's closed? Or oh, Rangers are making progress. That oh, immediately all those conversations are looking stupid. Yeah. Immediately they're all looking stupid. But you're, you're asking yourself, like, well, what is the gap? So the gap between Celtic and Hearts might be, you know, that big for audio listeners. My, my you know, I'm about thirteen inches apart there in ha- <laughs> with my hands, right? But the gap between Rangers, although, it might I be could show
0: sp- you some magazines where,
2: <laughs> <laughs> although it's like, might be a bit smaller than that. It looks
0: insurmountable. Yeah, I see the gap. I mean, the, the gap is only a, th- a thing in people's minds, really. I mean, Celtic are by far the better team, but I, I'm not ignorant enough to, to think that the gap will always stay the same. Mm-hmm. Look, we've seen it happen before where these things can change almost overnight. You're only the better team until you're not. And we found out in recent seasons that it can it can change like that. But that's, that's a senseless frame of mind to get yourself into where you just think... We are we're on the verge of just being the better team because mm. it also assumes that Celtic are just going to completely stand still and let Rangers just get better and better, bring all these amazing well, players it. in that Bill's identified, Jack Butland and all, all these are these guys that they've been linked with, and Celtic are just going to go. Like, oh well, that's the gap closed.
2: They, they went. They we went from a team. We went nine leagues. They went an invincible title. Within two seasons, we were in the treble again, <laughs> more, <laughs> more or less. I mean. Yeah. I, how do you let it... How do you shit the nest so badly? <laughs> you know, and we know the an answer Melly, because the COVID season was fake and didn't really yeah. happen and it was a figment of our marginations. In, before the game, there was a lot of chat and there was a lot of people, us included. We were sort of worried about how Celtic might line up. The, the, all the talk was, well... Uh, and again, on this podcast, we were saying our best chances with uh, Hatate and Jota playing. They both played... Um, Having not played for what four weeks or so for Hatate yeah. and a couple of weeks for Jota, both of them coming back for injuries. How do you think they impacted with their? Uh, I
3: think it was a massive confidence booster when the lineup came out. For uh, personally and for the fans, I'd say I think when you looked at that team, you just thought that's our strongest lineup going into this. Yeah. And when they come in, it makes the bench look better as well because good players are on that. So you could see why Ange went with it. I didn't think there was much chance uh, Hitati would play but of course Ange was keeping it close to his chest that he's probably fitter than we all thought. So delighted to see them in there. I think the game Mm. panned out pretty well for Jota not so much for Hattati. It just looked like Jota was a couple of weeks ahead of him Mm. and the way he could run, the way he wasn't getting caught on the ball. Not that Hattati got it a lot but he just seemed half yard behind and that's understandable. We can get Caught in these games, it's frantic. That pitch, everything about it, isn't great for a guy come back from injury. But uh, Jota, on the other hand, thought he was very good. I thought he worked really hard right up until the time he went off. I don't think he could have given much more. Mm. He scored the winning goal, so yes, I'll good. take that. I'll take that. I think, Again, I think Celtic uh, managed the game really well. It sort of reminded me of the game at Ibrox last season, where Celtic went six points clear and it was uh, backs to the wall. Aye, we had to defend a bit more in the second half, but we weren't peppered with chances. Joe Hart wasn't clinging on to things. It was just, like Stephen said, Rangers gained a bit more territory. Celtic lost that midfield. Not the battle, but they just Rangers seemed to have more space when they mm. changed things up in the second half. But Celtic dealt with it, and that's what good teams do. They play good football, or they're resilient. Celtic have got both.
0: Yeah.
2: Hatati enjoy it,
3: Stephen.
0: Uh, yeah, mixed fortunes for both. I think it's it's fairly yeah, obvious for everyone. Hatati... To... Didn't really have a huge impact in the game. Gave the ball away a couple of times. It kind of reminded me of a a few weeks ago when Celtic sort of rushed Aaron Moy back into the midfield because of emergencies. We were kind of struggling for numbers. The same injury for Hatati. So I think it was a a risk worth taking. That's how I described Moy at the time. It was a risk that was worth taking, but didn't really pay off for that. But I suppose Iwata can probably count himself a wee bit aggrieved to not have started the game. I think he came on and made the difference. But Iwata, I'm sorry, Hatati. It's certainly a guy who is talented enough that if there is that glimmer of hope that he can come in and make an impact in a game like that, I'm not against just trying it, to be perfectly honest. And Jota is is very similar. In fact, more so in Jota's case because we've seen he's a match winner in in these games. He's now, he's he's right behind Kyogo when when it comes to like, putting the fear into Rangers and, and scalping, yeah, scalping sh- them and as well. so it should be. Four goals against them in two seasons, mm. which is really quite, it's really some going. And one in a, I nearly, do you know what, I nearly, I've stopped myself a couple of times in the last couple of days calling it a cup final and that's incredibly disrespectful to Callie Thistle, right? Is it though? <laughs> is it though? It's, yes, but it's also realistic, isn't it? So yes. It, but to all intents and purposes, because of the stature of that game, it was... In effect, a cup final because I mean, look at it's the rivalry and all that. I don't need to explain I mean, that to yeah. anyone. So, uh, the for Jota to get a winner in that, the nature of it as well, which we'll talk about, pretty hilarious. But the guy is a the guy's an absolute star, and mm-hmm. I'm glad. I'm, I was delighted to see him on this on the team sheet because the guy's a, he, he's he's magical for for Celtic. He's a magician for us and. Long may it continue. Really hope he stays at Celtic for as long as possible. Uh, he should go to Brazen more often, should <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: laughs> I think the, it was the risk-reward thing with Jota and Hitati. I think uh, with Jota, I think it was fine, but with Hitati it was maybe, right, okay, do we want to bring him on if we're chasing the game or do we want to start him and try and get the game into a lead and then bring on Iwata mm-hmm. to show up? And that's the way it turned out and it was brilliant. Uh, I think Iwata and Moy. Would have been good. Would Celtic have had that attacking impotence in the first half if they didn't have them? Impotence, not the right, <laughs> not the right one. Impotence, attacking
2: impotence. Is as, live. as Rangers
3: <laughs> I think, go again uh, yeah. I know, we can't even edit this out no we can't uh, I think uh, Celtic got that with Hatati starting so I've been able to bring on a Watt and show things up it worked out and that's that's the difference isn't it Ange Postacoglu goes out there to win the game Michael Beale goes out there to stop Celtic winning the game and who comes out on top
2: well I was looking at Rangers
3: approach during the game and
2: I was really. Because before it, we were like, well, they've tried a number of different lineups against us. They've tried a number of different tactics. They've tried. And there was even talk before the game, you know, Michael Bale's supposedly moving to three at the back mm-hmm. next season. Yeah. There was talking before the game, maybe he'll try this three at the back thing. No, what they did was they tried hoofing it long. <laughs> um, they, they had a lot of like nice wee patterns of play and all that in their own half under absolutely zero pressure. I did notice they were all very proud of themselves when they were doing wee triangles around, you know, Maeda. But when they got into our half, they just shelled it. Shelled it. Or they, or they would. Pass it back to Alan McGregor How many times Did that guy Kick the ball Out of oh, play
3: uh, the
2: double figures It was really Really agricultural Stuff
0: Makes you feel Really spoiled And entitled When we complain About Joe Hart <laughs> Joe Hart's kicking Being slightly Substandard yes. When you see uh, uh, Alan McGregor Just absolutely Launching out of the pitch With his legs Made of well, and said, I, yeah. I, the world's Angriest man <laughs> I, w- I was watching him Towards the end And I was I was convinced Having seen it Against Aberdeen Was it Miofsky scored uh, Against uh, against yes. Rangers and someone ran in to pick the ball out of the back of the net, and McGregor shouldered him and <laughs> the way in, like a school bully. I was convinced he was going to assault someone he yesterday. Squeezed
2: wa- he squeezed water in a wa- ball boy's face in that game, <laughs> oh I'm sure, God as well. Ball that boy was that the last game. Was it? He, didn't give him, he didn't give him the H- ball back. Has
0: there ever been a more objectionable character to have made a living from Scottish football no. than Alan McGregor? You've his twirl
2: legs, didn't you? Oh, his <laughs> oh, twirl legs. Treat he, yourselves, Imagine
3: folks. my shock.
0: You don't, you, don't, you don't even
2: need to. Like, if, if, if we just said, close your eyes for a second, Think of Alan McGregor's what Alan McGregor's Twitter likes might be. It's exactly
0: that. It's exactly what you think it would be. It's not Lee McCulloch's mum. It's not, it's not those days. No. It's it's very on brand for Alan McGregor. Put it that way. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Go and find them.
2: Um, I think one of the the great things about Jota was obviously scored the winning goal. As you put down, and he was really on. He was really on. Really, really up for it that game. I, I, I think for our goal, I was quite impressed that the referee didn't give a free kick, um, and that screwed Rangers because I thought every day in the week that's a free kick Rangers obviously thought it was a free oh, kick as well yeah. that's why they stopped I mean they stopped you said before we turned the mics on, Willie the Rangers players stopped as if to say you're seriously not giving this is definitely a free kick
3: even by our standards we know that's a free <laughs> yeah. kick Yeah, <laughs> it uh, it's criminal from them again but mm. it's it's the culture that's ingrained mm. in Rangers uh, it's, I kind of look at it now like Tottenham uh, mm. I will get on to the goal obviously but I just feel that the league, like Tottenham for too long they've got Harry Kane there who's just captain he's just in there for his own records mm. getting goals and thinking I'm doing quite well here same with Rangers they've got a captain who's just another beaten by Celtic another runners up medal recently not he doesn't even a get a runners up medal for that <laughs> game does he I he doesn't not. even get that so he's going to be second in the league semi-final and a runners up medal in the league cup this season and it's all about apologising after the game. This is the culture that's ingrained mm. there. Second best is alright for them. They think, ah, we're making wee bits of progress. You're 12 points behind a couple of weeks ago. You were 6 points behind last season. Mm. Where's the progress? You're out of two cups, beaten by Celtic both times. Rangers are stuck in this. They need a complete rehaul of everything. They should Don't give have them any ideas. They, no. they should have gotten in a manager that had nothing to do with any previous regime. They need to clear out so many players. This is criminal that well it's great actually for <laughs> us but it's criminal that this is just oh well we, we tried our best we're going to make progress next season it's always the next game yeah. next season next season meanwhile Celtic are just a juggernaut who have got a style of play who have got everything and this is where it comes into it as well the culture at Celtic is will never stop there was nonsense on some of the uh, reporting of the game like ah that's uh, nothing to do with the manager well, Celtic's manager tells them never to stop. Yes, and they don't do it. Yeah, I think they it was keep going.
2: The, I think it was your man from the Herald. I can't quite remember his name, or I might keep his name to myself for, to see well, how many further embarrassment. But he did say, "What well, was the tweet?" It was a classic. He said, "Um." Getting caught not playing to the whistle is not the manager's fault, right? right? <laughs> but
3: it is. That's it the it whole is. culture. Yeah. You, you you breed a culture in a club that you say we never stop. He said it in his first training session. They laughed and now look at it. How many goals have Celtic got through this? That even not the first we scored
2: against them. We scored no, against them early on the time, season. We're
3: quick throwing every time, and even the before we should get the free kick, we get another free kick. Take it quick. Mm. Run at them. They're not set properly when Matt O'Reilly's taken down, their defence are in a fairly decent line. There's one guy in behind Tavernier, and there's, there's three people in the box, I think it's Kyogo, eh, Maeda and Jota, and there's a goal, yeah. but by a cross from one guy, who is behind three of them, goes round, gets the ball, one touch round the side, absolutely brilliant, digs out this cross, Jota comes in behind Tavernier who's not got a clue, no chance for McGregor, it was brilliant, it was done in a flash, but at this at the stadium, when the cross comes in, you can see Jota coming in and you go, if he gets anything on this, it's a goal because it was pinpoint into an area where McGregor can't come, it's in behind the defenders, all he has to do is just nod it in. It's absolutely brilliant that we continue to do this. It's not a fluke, it's not anything, it's the way Celtic have Ingrained this culture in them. Celtic are a winning machine. One league loss in 12 years. This this is how we do it. They don't have a clue what they're doing. They're scrambling about. What
2: what I particularly enjoy, Stephen, about that goal is it, it was Barisic sleeping, Barisic doing the Barisic not paying attention thing. For Maeda reacted to the loose ball or the loose ball, the free kick that should have been, and then as Meli said, the great cross, and then it was Tavernier sleeping doing the Tavernier as a sleep thing yep. for the goal. Everyone got to
0: do their stuff, uh, did, <laughs> uh, Barisic as well. I would, see that that goal. As much as we like to focus on their rank idiocy in defending the mm-hmm. thing or not, or choosing rather not to defend the thing. Dyson Maida was incredible for that, absolutely brilliant. But the fact is that that's yet another goal Celtic have scored against Rangers directly between the posts from Mm. close range, while the defenders have no idea that that attacker is even in the box. They they have no idea he's even there until the ball's already in the back of the net. It's the same case with Kyogo's both goals in in the cup final. It it happens all the time. Oh, yeah. I ba- oh, famously, I've had it. Every time that guy drifts into the box, I've had it. It just becomes, it just becomes Im- invisible to Barisic. But Maida's in that. Absolutely brilliant. Everyone else switched off, and he was the most switched on guy on that pitch. Jota, is, as well, uh, deserves credit. But Maida, you've already said the touch he takes, right? It's, that's not easy. He effectively takes a dead ball, spins it around himself. He's... It's, it's not like in front of him either. No. He manages to spin in behind and get across in basically one movement. He's fallen back as well. He's off balance and manages to hang the perfect cross for Jota just to come in and nod it wherever he wants, straight past Alan McGregor, looking abs- absolutely <laughs> woeful going for it. Again, the, the wooden man. So it was a it was a great goal. All credit to, to Dyson Maida for that. I thought he was brilliant the whole mm, game. He was I mean,
2: brilliant the whole game. And, and singled him out after the game. His as work what, as what yeah. rate was unbelievable. And... I was a bit frustrated with my that I think on the ball sometimes he's not the best, and I yeah. think at points he was he was pushed off the ball too easily by by Rangers players. But there is no denying the work rate that guy puts in. It is absolutely relentless, especially in the sense. I mean, he's like he's he's up he's up front in the sort of left attacking position, trying to get the cross in, and he loses it. Rangers win the ball back, and then as Rangers are attacking, he's left back helping yeah. Greg Taylor out putting tackles. And you're like, this is guy. This guy is so key and so critical to the way we play and we've said ever since like he's arrived we've, we've not seen I've not seen a player
0: that plays football no, the way Dyson no. Mada does there's, there's no one close to it no it's a, it's a terrible cliche about Celtic players and and footballers more broadly that like if he had that he'd be at X right and no. that's kind of the case with Dyson as well it's like if he if he was perfect in his decision making and got all of his crosses right wouldn't he wouldn't be at Celtic no. because he's honestly the most hard working striker or forward rather in world football to be honest mm. I'd be amazed if anyone puts in the, the level of shift the yardage that, uh, the yardage that he does the amount of work and you you could talk about guys like Kylian and who run a lot and are very fast and all that, but it, that's not the same as work rate. That's not the same as putting in the the graft for your teammates. And Dyson is incredible at it. So if he if he was as skillful as I don't know, take your pick, how slightly more talented player, and if he got all his crosses right we would have that guy for one transfer window and he'd be straight at the, at the door to, to one of the European giants because yes he does he, There was he's quite wasteful with crosses he overhits them quite yeah. a lot and there was a pass to Kyogo uh, quite late on I think yeah. he, Kyogo had got the run on goals and it was yet another one of those examples where remember we were talking about it recently if we if only we had players that were on the same wavelength as Kyogo if they could just spot his runs a wee bit more often we just wouldn't stop scoring he didn't spot him he'd he overhit his cross but to be honest it, it, I don't care <laughs> you know, we've, yeah. got so, we've got so many players who you could pick out the odd fault here and there but it, it applies to a lot of them That they just simply wouldn't be here if we ironed out all of these faults Starfield as well see if Starfield was better on the ball we would be playing for Barcelona or something <laughs> I, I, I genuinely think that guy is an incredible defender you I two absolutely. were ready to get rid of him a couple of weeks ago uh, uh, aye because jealousy Got <laughs> 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 the
2: better of us disregard that I have to do the listener's job for them here a wee bit and say two two podcasts ago you, you two were talking about that was maybe a guy you need to improve upon
0: Well, well, well do you yeah. mean
2: if we sell to Barcelona yes. at that point we would need to replace him
0: Th- those two things are related because I, I do think think he could be better on the ball but for some games like that we will need see for the Champions League and projecting it in the future we will need players who are better on the ball in certain yeah. positions and Starfield was probably one of them however his his defensive work cannot be criticised at all mm. I think he's I honestly think he's an immense defender um, alongside his partner who who will definitely come on to but Starfield like, we, yeah we could probably improve on him but on days like that where you're up against it against a decent team um who are putting you under a bit of pressure and all that there's no one else I would rather have in the trenches than Carl Starfelt. the The guys an, an incredible penalty box. I mean, how defender. many
2: how many players did he flatten on the day? He definitely flattened Lundstrom. Yeah, and he may have flattened Barisic yeah. as well.
0: And there was a, a a number of times where in the same movement, in just the the, the same interception, Starfelt was simultaneously stopping Rangers attacks and starting Celtic ones just by getting in the way, just by blocking off a pass and playing it back into, I think there was one for Kyogo hit it over the bar from just outside the box, that was from yeah. Starfield breaking up the play just 10 yards away from that, a, a brilliant performance. Yeah,
3: Coming. oh, I, only I was just going to not take it back on Starfield but give him his due credit I think uh, going forward Celtic could improve on him, the passing and all that, I think it's something that he lacks but him and Maeda keep your eye
2: on that because passing in that is that what you're, is that what you're saying <laughs> almost but it
3: is something that uh, his game lacks but when you see him as a defender you go know, right he is everything Celtic need but mm. there's going to be faults in players while well they're at Celtic he was uh, incredible yesterday him and Carter Vickers will be interesting to see we'll have a sustained run of what six games now mm. where it will be Starfield and Kobayashi so we'll see how he gets on without his partner but Delighted to see me uh, make make my words yesterday. Maeda as well. Incredible shift from the guy, even at the final, just before the ref blew the final whistle, he went down and with cramp, I was like, Mm. no wonder mate, (laughs) no wonder, but I think where Ange, sort of uh, well we can give Ange credit for doing the old switcheroo the mm. wingers but you know it's a Lenny classic that's where the goal came from was well, is it? It any, yeah. well right. is
2: it any coincidence that Neil Lennon's back in the limelight appears on doing a YouTube interview the very next game and switches the wingers <laughs>
0: Brendan Rodgers is at the game <laughs> <Yeah>. Brendan Rodgers <laughs> yeah. is at the Jock game um, yeah. Mark he was managers. at the game as so well he
2: was, he was yeah. all, the all, the, all the all the treble winners <laughs> in some place
1: In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United UnitedHealthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.
2: Calling all men. It's time to mind your manholes eh, with Manscaped. Everyone's <laughs> aware by now that those nose hairs are a major turn-off. That's why Manscaped upgraded. With their brand new Weed Whacker 2.0 With improved blades And motor You can feel the power Of that nasty nose hair Annihilation In the palm of your hands This improved Weed Whacker Can now be found In the Performance 4.0 package For no additional cost Save money And attack your nose And ear hairs By going to Manscaped.com using code TIMS to get 20% off a big discount and free shipping
0: manscaped.com using code TIMS the premium Manscaped Weed Whacker 2.0 nose and ear trimmer uses a powerful 7000 RPM motor with an improved steel blade system that upgrades the cutting performance from their first generation to better whack your weeds the Weed Whacker 2.0 is cordless rechargeable and has a battery with up to 45 minutes that's a lot of nose hair trimming your nose hair for 45 minutes of run time also the Weed Whacker 2.0 will be in all Manscapes from tool sets, including the Platinum Package 4.0 and the Performance Package 4.0. So no matter what kit you pick, you will receive the new Weed Whacker 2.0 Nose and Ear Trimmer.
2: Listen up, save 20% off and free shipping with the code TIMS, T-I-M-S, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code TIMS at manscaped.com. From below to up top, get the best in grooming at Manscapes Shop. So who was the heart of Neil Lennon's defense? He had Virgil van Dijk. Yeah, he, he, yeah. Had, he had Virgil van Dijk. Um, who was... Boyata
0: for Brendan? He was an important player for a time for uh, Rodgers, yeah. Denier for
2: mm-hmm. Brendan as well. That was Ronnie. That, was, Len- that uh, was Ronnie, of course. R- that so. was Ronnie. Uh, and then Ange has Cameron Carter-Vickers. Is Cameron Carter-Vickers the best centre-half we've had at Celtic now? I hear people in the comments already um, and I hear people in the chat and all the sorts of people listening the, all the world over will be saying there's no way Cameron Carter-Vickers is a better player than Virgil van Dijk. What I say to those people is he's better at Celtic. He's a better uh, Celtic player. I thought, better Celtic I thought you could player. have
0: been stronger there. What I would say to those people is you know, <laughs> get out. <laughs> what, get, get out. Go tuck yourself in. Um, Cameron, yeah, yes. Um, Cameron Carter-Vickers Every time we talk about him in these glowing terms, and it's only ever glowing terms. There was a, a little bit of um, chat recently about how he wasn't at his best in the most recent derby, but it turns out he's been carrying an injury for weeks. The what, heroics
3: what wasn't at his best. Is still a very good game. Uh, for uh, it was else. unbelievable. It wasn't unbelievable. even a bad
0: game previously. And on Sunday for this semi final, he was immense again. And see, in the in the full possession of information that's been happening Mm -hmm. about Cameron Carter Vickers there was a report recently about how he was injured and he was going for an operation which was quickly not quite denied but the Celtic and Ange manoeuvred around it because it's simply you don't say "Ah, he's really struggling by the way target him uh, in the next yeah. couple of years you don't say that in public so it turned out that this is definitely true and now that we're through the semi-final we can all admit it we can give him the rest of the season off which is definitely the case Chris
3: Boyd would have had an article
0: about how somebody getting
3: get in amongst him <laughs> yeah, like the old uh, Cal uh, McGregor
0: exactly one. so the the heroics he performed in that in my opinion puts him up like we, we talk about the greats and the Fraser Foster Cup final and all that, Cameron Carter Vickers, the, the heroics he performed on that day with an injury, that's the kind of thing that goes down and it, it gets written about in football books. Remember mm. Michael Jordan's famous like flu game that he played and all that? He played the, a game with a with flu and people talk about it decades later. Cameron Carter Vickers is putting in a shift like that for us in a cup semi final while injured and on the verge and, of an operation. And be in mind he's still up against Morelos uh, and yeah, this yeah.
2: it's the immovable object against the unstoppable farce. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do we know what the injury is? Has there been any comment on what the injury uh, no, is? No, I'm not sure. No. Would, there was a period in the game, it might have been the second half where he went down injured. and I thought this is it. This that that is was it.
3: incredible. The the ball comes over from is it a free kick or whatever and he manages to sort of hook it not off the line but it's going right into the goal line. he hooks it off the line, is down injured because he takes one off Morelos, I think it is. The ball goes out wide, comes back in, it's headed up near. He gets up, runs up, and heads it away.
0: Mm.
3: Y- you were on the deck <laughs> yeah. dead a second ago, and then he went down injured. Uh, it was an incredible performance from the guy. He's just the best defender I've seen at Celtic, and that's through a lot of lot of really good players. But this guy, Virgil Van Dyke, I would on to have a great career. He, the, Cameron Carter-Vickers is pissing it against a decent Rangers mm. team. Virgil Van Dyke never had that. C- Cameron Carter-Vickers roughly the same age as Virgil a wee bit young. when he left yeah. do you mean yeah probably yeah. and it just looks like he is a colossus there Virgil van Dyke had things he had to iron out in his game Cameron Carter Vickers hasn't had a bad game for Celtic hasn't had a mistake that's led to a goal in my opinion he's just un-
0: unstoppable back there if Celtic have him they will probably win the league well every time I, as I started saying there, every time I go to talk about him and it's always in these glowing terms I feel like I want to escalate uh, I want to develop on what I said the previous time. And see, to be honest, see, we're a guy like Cameron Carter-Vickers, and I've already described him as probably one of the greats already. I don't really care how silly it gets because I, in my opinion, I, I can't really overstate it. I, I can't overdo it with Cameron Carter-Vickers. I think like nostalgia tends to trump things, all things when it comes to talking about footballers and people in other generations will have their own views on it. But what happens is that players who played and Paul Elliott is always the example, right? Paul Elliott and Mark Reaper and guys like that, Virgil van Dijk we know about. It tends to be distilled down into the big moments for them. So Paul Elliott scored a couple of goals against Rangers and he had he was player of the season and all that. But nobody really forgets about all the probably, you know, okay average games he had for a, a crap Celtic team mm-hmm. at the time. He stood out, don't get me wrong. But Cameron Carter-Vickers hasn't put a single foot wrong apart from when he was nursing... Uh, now we know serious it's,
2: injury I've never known a player a defender in particular like, to be so consistent yeah, yeah. every single week for two seasons it's <laughs> on a relentless record of consistency we had you know the 20 minute times live show that we had last year at the end of the season uh, more news on this this season's one coming soon uh, we had our player of the year and we it was Car- Cameron Carter Vickers yep. last year to m- many people's surprise we're going to obviously have to announce our player of the year this year and we've not even approached it ourselves and discussed it and sat down and decided who we've got. But he's going to be in the conversation. And for me, as good as Kyogo's been, it's between those two. I mean, or or Hatati, But, I mean, you kind of want to reward the flair players. but how can you not reward a guy that has been so relentlessly consistent across every tournament
3: at every every, even in the Champions League he didn't look he's too too consistent though to kind of get considered for these things he's (laughs) he's got that standard now and you say I just don't know a game from
0: him there are other guys as well we've obviously we've spoken about Greg Taylor and how good he's been this Mm -hmm. season but I feel like even talking about him in terms of the player of the year is purely an acknowledgement of how good he's been rather than any kind of realistic chance yeah. of you getting it because well, presumably well, other of... things were nominated against The Godfather when it was in, nominated for the Oscars but they had no chance of winning it. Mm. Greg Taylor's kind of like that. Well, we
2: do we do have the Anthony Ralston Award for unexpected yeah, uh, that's, that's correct, excellence yeah. ah. so uh, Greg Taylor in many ways that's more prestigious than, yeah, yeah, than yeah. both it's, the player of the year or, 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 a, <laughs> or an Oscar in many ways the, the one that Everyone wants to win. Yeah. Um a player that's probably not going to get any awards this year, but could have probably left with the man of the match on that occasion, uh, Joe Hart, some good old fashioned British goalkeeper. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? That's what happens when you have a cottage pie, four Yorkshire puddings, and three cups of Tetley for your pre game meal. Smashing <laughs> balls out the box,
0: yeah. two fists in them. Newspapers down the socks instead uh, of shin guards. Yeah.
2: Sweeper keeper, my arse <laughs> Gadush, gadush for ninety minutes. He was. There was. Was that the game? For a long time, people have been saying, and we have been saying, and you know, we are opinion setters, so what we say, other people say, um, that he needs the Fraser Foster game. Now, we have said, Melly Groans, I'll come to you first in a second, Melly, but we have said, well, for that to happen, Celtic need to be absolutely abject, be under the cosh for full 90 minutes yeah. and have goalkeeping heroics. Joe Hart has made a number of good saves for us, but in that game, I saw him coming for a lot more crosses, he made a couple of good saves. And he ran out and bullied Morelos.
3: Yeah, I think he was exceptional. I think the only reason I sort of groaned there when you said that was, was he didn't have saves to make. He didn't have mm. saves to make. As that usual game. against them. Not his fault, but I think when uh, we always hear this from Rangers, aye, we've done well. And I can always reference that cup final and go, that is a game you should have won. That is a game mm. you should have won. All these other ones that have came after it, You did all right in spells, but that game you were the dominant team for the whole game, and goalkeeping miracles stopped you doing that. Unfortunately, it sort of taints any sort of uh, good performance for them because they won't have that many chances and also taints. ...good goalkeeping performances mm. from guys like Joe Hart... ...because you're never going to have a game like that... ...it was utterly ridiculous... But, but before our worry was set-pieces... ...that's yeah. what we spoke about... ...we
2: were really worried about their set-pieces... ...they got an awful lot of corners and crosses into the box... ...that, that was basically their game plan... ...shelling it into the box... Good plan, and lads. <laughs> it was a good plan, but I thought yeah. Joe Hart was a key part of, right. of stopping that gameplay.
3: Yeah, I think because uh, Celtic had their two centre-halves man marking their two centre-halves. I think Alistair Johnson was on Morelos again, but Celtic just then get bodies and around zones to try and uh, do some zonal marking. So then it's down to Joe Hart to come and clear anything he can. Now, they have bodies around him, which makes it very difficult. But being an experienced keeper, no chances taken. Mm. He came out, two fist punched, anything away, took, got anything on it he could. No point in trying to catch balls like that no. because the, the rain, the the pitch, anything can happen with that. So he just cleared what he had to. It was brilliant. He caught crosses when he had to. There's some crosses that were coming in that were low and fizzed in that weren't hitting the ground. He just caught them as if it was nothing and I'm worried about it skidding through his legs and all that. Not a worry from Joe Hart, just took so much pressure off Celtic and catching the ball, but also playing out, Mm. contrasting him to McGregor, where it was like, (laughs) what are you doing, mate? You've got time to take a touch. Kyogo closing down McGregor was amazing Mm. as well, because you could see how terrified he was. But Joe Hart, passing the ball out, absolutely fine, no worries. I was raging at the referee at one point, because he stopped Celtic playing out for... (laughs) I don't know why He just stopped Joe because, Hart You
2: know why? Because Rangers weren't ready
3: Yeah that's it <laughs> <laughs> that is Joe exactly, Hart. I know exactly He one over to Hart. Yeah. He was away and he went, No I'll take that back Why?
2: Never said why um, Joe Hart was fuming It was because Rangers weren't ready <laughs> That's exactly why he did it Alright Don I know there was a oh, Don Robertson
0: There was a why? Did the stand in did, did we ever find out why? He did his calf Gollum did his calf did um, Before the game supposedly So not only did Robertson get drafted in They also had to get the Who's that? Beaten. They had to get him off the couch Basically in and do his fourth official. Oh thing, right, or oh, did
2: they move? Or did they all shift he down? He jetted one? in. He jetted oh, in for the occasion. not any subs. We can talk about the referee in a minute, but I want to stay on Joe Hart. Stephen, we've we've said in this podcast again. Maybe we're going to have to rewrite some opinions. Joe Hart, maybe an area we want to look at in the summer. Um, maybe that's an area that we need to consider improving on. But Joe Hart's been. I mean he's been really really good for us and that game for me made me think do you know what maybe it's not a Joe Hart problem maybe it's that everyone else in this league problem doesn't really test the guy and we don't really get an opportunity to see what Joe Hart is actually made of yeah. and, th- th- when, and that was it that was the opportunity
0: well the, the, the Joe Hart thing can we upgrade or replace him, is it's unavoidable because he's 36 years yeah. old and he only has one year left in his contract. Do you extend that? I don't know. Can we get another year out of him in, at this level and, <coughs> and be fairly confident that he can keep up these performances? Yeah, I think we probably could. Celtic are aiming for the Champions League now, but aren't they? That's... Well, that's a, a bit, that's, a, that's a tricky line to, to kind of straddle as well where we get rid of or, or perceive to get rid of players who are very, very good for Celtic in favour of guys who are ready for the Champions League. Mm. We've had that chat before about how that's very difficult to do. Yes, you want to bring in talent that's of a champ or that has the potential to play in the Champions League, but we can't afford Champions League players. That, that's just not something that's available to Celtic. You're spending 40, 50 million on guys who are quote-unquote ready for the Champions League. But I do agree that principally we do um, need a guy who is a, a little bit more suited to Playing out from the back, the same things I've said about Starfield. I mean, I love Starfield and all that, but you do eventually need a, a player who can. Probably suit the system a little bit more when it comes to playing or being good on the ball. But Joe has been brilliant. Joe has been a great player for Celtic for two years, and we have got another year of him. Yeah, yeah, um, and all that will be his last. Yeah, I think I think so. If he stays at all, because it just depends what Celtic want to do with this position. If they bring someone in with an eye on the so-called improvement upgrades for the Champions League. Hart's not going to stick about to be Celtic's second choice keeper. He doesn't have mm. to do that. I, I would, and I, I wouldn't really want that for him either. He, for two years, for the last two years, he could have been, he could have been sunning himself. He could have gone to, like, what was he sitting at third choice keeper for Spurs or something. Yes. Like, probably getting paid about four times what he's getting at Celtic. So he could have been easily doing that. But the guy's still got the hunger for it, and I don't think he's going to use one of the last years of his career to be a kind of backup or. Even be in competition with someone at Celtic, it, it was—he's too good for that. But I, I think we—I think we do need to address the the position eventually. But I'm not that concerned about it. To be honest, I don't think it's an emergency. It's kind of like I don't know after after Craig Gordon and all that as well I've always thought right we can do better with keepers but it's not an emergency it's not something that keeps me up at night to be honest it's not really a a huge weakness that we've got
3: No I think I'm the same it's not an emergency but if Celtic are going to try and push to the next level you think back to the Leipzig game where Celtic get themselves back in the game and he passes it straight to the Leipzig striker and the Celtic are 2-1 down so give the guy a break everybody's allowed one, win you know <laughs> Aye, but that's, well he's done it in Europe by Altmar and all that so I think it's not a pressing issue but I think I've said it before very rarely in football do you get to ride off into the sunset Joe Hart coming to the end of the season potentially a treble two trophies last season so you want to cut his deal short is that what you're saying? a Celtic hero off you go Joe <laughs> there you go that's is- Outrageous paint well, of a spitfire, off aye, you go. Yeah. Aye,
2: that's absolutely outrageous. But if he comes in, there's a
3: Seiko. Aye. If he comes into <laughs> next season and it can go like that with goalkeepers, Alan McGregor, a prime example, how much of a wardrobe does that guy look like? Joe You're Hart taking
2: him out the back. Oh, I love you, Joyce. Have a good season.
3: so I, I, I led into
2: this by saying, you know, maybe we, maybe you know, in the summer we don't need Joe Hart, maybe show us a bit. And Mel's like, nope get Uh, shot of him him.
3: no get shot of him but let him go while he's still the hero I think uh, going into next season another year on him I think it will be very difficult for him uh, but look I might be wrong but I think it's a great chance for him to walk away he will be looked back on very very fondly Mm. Craig Gordon there for a number more years Joe Hart's well ahead of him oh yeah he'll be up there with Foster more likeable as well (laughs) much more likeable
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, right. There was no VAR interventions in the game. None, yeah. No very VAR. quiet, very quiet indeed for for controversies. No need for any super vario world, but I think we I think I mean there's not an awful lot to discuss. I did say in the post-match version of the the Patreon uh, at the match podcast, uh, which is available at patreon.com slash twenty minute times, obviously, that I did say that I thought the referee did okay and I got pulled up for it in the Discord by people saying, Well, I thought he was pretty crap. What I meant was he was like the standard level of crap, the referee. And, <laughs> and I think I've figured out with these referees what they really want to do is they want to turn up at the game, get through the 90 minutes as quick and as easy as possible without without basically having to make a decision, collect the cheque, get home. That's basically what the referees want to do. And that's the, that's the sort of performance I got from Don Robertson. I thought at times he bought far too much from Rangers. But again that's just something that we don't do. We mm. don't dive about the place. Rangers do. And there was, in the right. beginning of the second half, there was three free kicks in succession that they looked for and they gave them um, just about the 30, 40 yard mark. That's where Rangers are looking for a lot of stuff. But I thought other than that, the referee was just their usual middle of the road, dismal Scottish referee performance. And in fact, is his inability to give them a free kick when it mattered ended up costing them yeah it was great wasn't it
0: uh, the, the referee the impression I got early in the game was that he sensed the occasion again I, I, I described it somewhat disrespectfully earlier as effectively a cup final I think he probably got that impression as well so what I got from the referee was that he kind of sensed that uh, it was a big game big derby and all that and he wanted to stay out of the way he wanted to let things flow a wee bit but that's a again that's an uneasy line to, to tread that because Mount Floor uh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> it's um, a kind of cut back we usually cut out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would get cut. <laughs> You're right. You, you do, yeah. you do risk <laughs> eventually sort of letting people away with murder in the in the name of letting the game flow. Yeah. and I thought it got a little bit inconsistent. We've, we've spoken recently about how you can't really talk about inconsistencies across different refs but you can apply it when it's the same guy making the same decisions in the same game yes. the booking's got a little bit confusing to me and it's something I thought about very recently With Kyogo get booked for a deliberate handball and I said you know, at the match podcast then I was like well if you're going to start doing that, you need to book everyone for handballs all the time. Yeah, the, and Barasić did that again in I've this game, didn't get booked. About so, that Andy's dive, so, ah, Andy's dive, yeah, and he'd already previously been booked yeah. at that point. As, as, so I, I thought it We've got, got no a little faith. bit, no yeah, faith. I thought it got a little bit unpredictable um, from the ref from a decent start. Again, I, I, I think his intentions were good in that he wanted to let the game sort of play out as as was intended, but. It did get a little bit, as I say, inconsistent and weird. Well, you, I no
2: was blood on his hands, but no, 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 not this, not this occasion. But you, you did make, I did make the point this before the game. If you were so inclined to produce a piece of content, uh, Lord knows I can't be arsed, But that would be a really good game for look at Ron Dobertson's performance from f- Dobertson? <laughs> <Ron Dobberson. laughs> did I mean that. You would look at a, uh, you would look at his, you would look at his performance right at the beginning of the match and then you would watch the full 90 minutes and commentate on it cuz like you're saying like there would be one tackle that would clear somebody out right free kick the play would progress another exact same tackle play on and you're just like right is is the idea just to keep everyone confused Aye, keep people so. guessing cuz you don't know what's coming up next um we want to. Well, I suppose we have to um, because it wouldn't. It would be remiss of us to let him get off scot free. Let's talk about um Rangers' great white hopes. Um, yeah, the great white hope of Nicholas Raskin, is it? Um, who has done not even worth talking about. Raskin, no. he's done nothing. He's done nothing since he walked. He gets the
0: club. it though. You can tell he really hates mm. them. He really hates the Tim's Remember, he was staring outside Celtic Park mm. and all that. So mm. yeah, he can. T- he really gets it. And again, they, they just believe all this stuff yet again. Impressed by. Todd Cantwell, uh, refusing to let... Had to have a drink you're, you're, on, the, on You're jumping
3: the
2: gun a wee bit, Stephen, because I was going to get to Todd. Right, okay, yeah. So yeah. Raskin
0: R-
3: first. Raskin was uh, good, because you can tell he's just bought into the culture, because uh, when Maeda gets that ball, Raskin is the closest player to it, but again, passes the buck to somebody else. It's somebody else's fault. You do it, you do it. So, fa- fine. Mm-hmm. Happy with that, because he sat, he sat in there with Lindstrom. I'm looking, trying to see, right, where, where are they getting this from, that he's this great playmaker or the the next big thing. just didn't see it. I didn't see it. I don't think Celtic's midfield were brilliant, but they weren't dominated by this guy. They weren't dominated by Lundstrom, so...
2: I don't even know what... He's he's so uninfluential in a game. He lacks influence so much that I don't even know what type of midfielder he is. I don't know if he's creative. I don't know if he breaks things up. I don't know if he's a sitter. I don't know if he's got a trick in him. I don't know what Nicholas Raskin does. He is, but useless.
0: The thing is that it has just been decreed from on high that these players are going to be good for Rangers. It is—it's not something that's exclusive to this Rangers team. It goes back years and years, as long as I can remember. They would just sign players and just decide that they were going yeah. to be good and just stick to it. I remember it was like it was Bugera and Boomsong Song and all that. Everybody just decided this guy is a world class defender. So let's. let's it's just because Celtic have got them. Ah, yeah, and I think we are almost the opposite. I think we are immediately sort of distrusting of players who mm-hmm. come in and they, they need to earn the, the, their corn and, and for us to call them good. We just sort of treat everybody as crap and then sort of work backwards from there. If they're good, brilliant. But Rangers are the, <laughs> yeah, Rangers yeah. Are the opposite. Yeah. Rangers are like, everybody's brilliant. Everybody's better. Not one of these Celtic players could get in or starting 11.
2: We sort of side-eye every player that comes in, like... <laughs> yeah. Is this guy? A, is this guy the cheap option? Is he a fraud? No, he's good.
0: Rangers. I remember the, the Lee Congerton. Remember the list? Remember we were getting like yeah. we were getting the ninth on the uh, Lee Congerton's list and all that. I, we we just assumed that we've been we've been rejected by about twenty other players and we ended up with Jack Henry. But
2: but you know full full credit to to Todd Cantwell because he is this year's Joey Barton and I think we've ruined his career. Um, that, that TikTok Todd nickname Full yeah. credit, it was Stephen that uh, said that first And I said it on the overlap And it's, it's basically stuck now I, I hope, That has ruined I've, I've seen someone online call him Chode Scantwell
1: <laughs>
2: which, is, that. which is almost Which is almost Chode a, Scantwell is, uh, I've which,
3: seen Can't Win But I've yeah, not seen uh, Scantwell
2: um, so, <laughs> so, so, so it's almost as good But that I, guy I, is, a, is a living cartoon And you know, someone, a Rangers supporting friend text me after I was slagging Cantwell and they clipped my slaggings on Twitter of Cantwell and I'm going to save this for posterity and I said to him, save it because <laughs> Cantwell, he thinks he gets it the minute he's walked in remember before he joined Rangers he was talking about battle fever and all this Like he thinks that, he's like he thinks this is Rangers of old he thinks this is Rangers from whenever the year 2000 or whenever he's joined he thinks this is a big move for him and he's trying to act up to it but he kind of does not get it. He kind of doesn't get it because he's doing no-look passes to, under no pressure, executed terribly to players eight, in his own team eight yards away from him. So it's really no effect. He's doing step-overs and he's chopping Celtic players. He's doing the fake throw-in, which is one of the <laughs> no, most pathetic was, things I've ever uh, seen. And then that that whole crap with the water bottle. and it, Okay, that's great, right? And you can Rangers fans, you can celebrate this all you want and you can think to yourself, this guy gets it, this guy gets it. The difference is Celtic have never had a player like that. We have never had a guy that does that. And any player that we've had that loves a wind-up always waits till we're winning. Yep. Scott yeah, Brown yeah, yeah. does it when we're winning. Scott Brown never did any of that crap when we were getting pumped left, right and centre. <laughs> Scott Brown never went a full season not beating Rangers but still pulling those sorts of tricks. And that's the difference. They look at him and go, oh, he's got, all the, he's all, he's got the swagger and he's got the moves and he bams them up, Yes. But he
0: lost, yeah, <laughs> and he lost again. Here's the crucial part, yeah. yeah. Dot dot dot. They he has lost again. Zero trophies. He has nothing to show for it. No. Nothing. And I uh, had a look at his, his stats last night. It became, by the way, that's both of you have admitted to having Rangers supporting powers on this podcast. We you never know. talk about. It? I only ever mention neutrals because I get it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a look at Todd Cantrell's You're career You're my Rangers Supporting partner yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for a oh, plot no. twist <laughs> <laughs> Stitch up It was a stitch up <laughs> so I had a look at Todd Cantrell's career Because again like, Even after that game Rangers fans were raving About him Next season This right This guy got, g- Put a front Build three, a team round him mm, Put a front three In front of him It'll be a different story Aye again But Celtic could say look, see, If we had entirely Different players We'd be better as well We'd <laughs> have gubbed Real Madrid Last yeah. season Or this season If we had entirely Different players But he scored 18 goals in his entire career, Todd Cantwell, as he's 25 as well, he's no longer this up and coming. I remember him breaking through at the time and he looked good. He was linked with Arsenal, yeah. for about 25, 30 million, but since then he's just fallen off a cliff. 18 goals in his entire career, and two or three of them are for for Rangers. So, nah, I'm not. I'm not afraid of him. I thought. I thought he was. Okay in the game, just there's completely a reason these a guys end up at Rangers, yeah. Aye. There's a
2: reason all of these guys end up at Rangers and Todd Cantwell just most the lot most successful club in the world,
0: mate. Is that, oh, is that why they <laughs> not for long? <laughs>
3: um, old Melly and you uh, just uh, Cantwell was doing the, the water bottle thing, but he also done his wee G up the crowd three times, yeah. like, right. That's fine, mate, but do something with the ball that then gets the crowd going. And he, he simply didn't do that. He was dropping very deep in the second half, getting a lot of the ball. He never hurt Celtic. Never mm. hurt Celtic again. First game he was here against Celtic, he was benched. Then, he, then it was, oh, when Camdenwell plays, we'll beat you. He's played twice now and he's no had much effect on the game whatsoever. Another one, Tillman, this great player, Bayern Munich, who wants some buyback clause. Been subbed in every single game <laughs> i have played him man, I know he went man. off injured there but he's done nothing in any of these games to say he's going to be a guy that's a fun Celtic side Ryan Kent as well subbed at half time anonymous great what so it, the front four utterly abject for
2: Rangers it was great to see it really was it was terrific stuff I just want to spend the last couple of minutes because we are approaching sort of wind up time and there's lots on the agenda that we need to talk right. about mm-hmm. uh, I want to talk about Celtic subs Aramoyan Haksibanovich uh, I thought Haksibanovich was decent when he came on yeah, and I thought Aramoy was good.
0: Stick away as well.
2: He and
3: a
0: water, good. yeah. D- during the tension of a game like that, uh, I was frustrated with Hax Ivanovich but it was because he'd wasted that ball yes. uh, out wide. He played he, he had the chance to play in Maida and he played it way, way beyond him, right? I was frustrated with that at the time, but having watched it back now, he did a lot of good work as oh, well. Yeah. Just just gaining yardage that the thing of it's so important in games like that. See when you are under the caution you're you're really up against it and it, it felt like this at the time. Rangers had so much I use the phrase again, territorial advantage. Didn't really feel like they'd made many chances, but they were advancing on Celtic. See the importance of getting a a ball to a player like Haksibanovich. He just takes it for a run, just beats a couple of players, draws a foul, whatever it is, play a nice pass. It's really important in games like that and I thought he did really well apart from that wasted pass, which was unfairly focused on, but it was a big opportunity for him and he's carrying the... The sort of wasted chance from the cup final around with him as yeah, well. He yeah. could have buried them in in that game. Aaron Moy as well. I thought honestly, I thought he came on and really looked like he he'd been given such a specific job to do. That mm-hmm. this is the impression I got. I can only speculate Keep on the ball, mate. Basically, yeah, <laughs> just make good use of the ball because not everyone out there is doing that. Yeah, just, brilliant. Yeah, it's kept the ball, kept it tidy, slowed things down when we needed it to. Didn't I I can't remember him Giving the ball away At all He he was
2: doing Aaron Moy things He was doing that that, thing You think he's not going to win the ball And he gets it And he's a yard ahead And he's keeping the ball And you think That that pass is short But it's not as exactly where the ball needs to be He did a nice wee slide tackle as well And I know
3: For Rangers fans That's it He's brilliant But the passing he done Was incredible Just just because it brought back that wee bit of control for times at Celtic when they needed it. He'd go out wide and take balls on the touchline like that. Where are you going to go with this? Mm. And he'd move out it and Celtic would still have the ball and move it across the pitch. So I think the subs for Celtic were really well-timed. Unlucky for Alistair Johnson. He was having a great game again and unfortunately a bad one, get, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. got injured. Mm. I thought Ralston did quite well when he came on, but Moy and Iwata really brought that control back for Celtic. It wasn't plain sailing after that, but those two guys brought a energy, and I don't know it's Aramoy, but a different type of energy was Celtic, where it, like, just take a wee breath here, keep the ball and keep it moving. And it just brought back that calmness for Celtic. And weirdly, I think we were talking about it, just walking back from the game. It, it, I felt better the longer the game went on. Yeah, Normally you get to feel worse, but you just felt Celtic are in enough control here that they might give up one chance, but nothing more than All that. All
2: caused them problems. When, when, Ange took off Kyogo. I, I admittedly, I thought at the time that was a mistake because I thought Kyogo's defending from the front was absolutely priceless from us. But Oakley gives on, gave his option to go long and I thought he caused Rangers defenders a lot of
0: problems. Yeah, he always does. He, he gave them a huge amount to think about in the cup final as well. Even just the sort of unexpected runs in behind. Goldson is by far their best centre-half looking at it because they, they were fairly catastrophic when he was out of the yeah. team for a few weeks there. Um, they started losing games left and right um, compared to the previous record under Beale. But he, even he is, he always looks prone to just be caught. He, he gets away with it a lot, right? So it, I have to give him grudging credit for that because he doesn't really seem to be caught all that often. But it always just seems like he's a fraction of a second away from just getting it nipped off his toes. Kyogo was, was giving him bother as well. And O is kind of the same. Just, just the unexpected, just bust a pace, the fresh legs, just yeah. getting on top of these guys and giving them something extra to think about, forcing them to, again, just hopelessly go along just boot it down the wings half of them were going out of play anyway so he was he was contributing to that as well I think every day I think all the subs played their part Ralston I was worried about because of it just suddenly occurred to me, he was, was one of those subs where you look at the list and you think, well, I don't even need to think about that. No. He's, he's never going to play. He's just there to, to make up the numbers. I don't mean that about like in sort of dismissive way. Mm-hmm. I just think uh-huh. we're, we're not going to have to make a right back substitution in this game unless it's an emergency, which it was. But I caught myself thinking, when was the last time he played? Yeah. It must be weeks and weeks and weeks. So I, I thought he did really well because I, I did worry about him be just being pitched into a game like that. But yeah. Thoroughly Thoroughly great performance From the subs I thought
2: We definitely saw a different side of Celtic um, In this game And Andrew was touching on it After the match He was saying look It's not all about And Callum McGregor as well He was saying no Him
3: and Martin O'Neill That was heartland." Yeah, yeah it was It was He said it's
2: not all about Just forward forward Attacking Great Sometimes you have to dig in Sometimes you're in the trenches Sometimes you have to Battle through the salt mines <laughs> To collect the points And I thought Celtic Defended really really well I thought And I thought The manager I think he got it spot on And I think Ange just I don't think Rangers are going to win a thing as long as Ange Postacoglu's Celtic manager. I really don't. I they're don't, don't, they're I don't not, see not it. win the
3: league. No. Celtic will win the league. I think when you rate the two managers again, it'll go down as, ah, Michael Beale had done a good job in the second half. Yeah, but there was a first half in that, lads, where it, his well, tactics were abysmal, getting hmm. into full shelling up, like you said. What did Celtic do in the first half? Played their game, played football, and had the better play, the better opportunities and we the better team, and done enough in that to win the game. Rangers are always chasing it after that, so again we'll come out, and Angie even said it after the game, I know what uh, the narrative will be, we were lucky mm. there's nothing lucky about no. winning these games, again, it's the the culture, the way Celtic are playing that they don't have to perform to their best to win these games, you said on the post-match, Jamie, that oh, it just that second half wasn't good enough, and I'm like while well, I agreed at the time, having I had a bit more time to digest it, I'm like, it was good enough because you can't go into these games all the time and impose your game on it because Rangers do do some things well. They do press Celtic into finding it difficult to play out from the back. That's why we had to bring on all, but Celtic adapted to it and they adapted well because their manager's very good, their players are very good, and that's what you need to do. You can have teams that just play this beautiful football all, all the time like Arsenal, but when that falls down Mm. they're abysmal and will ship goals Celtic have got the best of both worlds because their manager can deal with that their captain can deal with that, they've got very good players and we're just going to if we can keep most of these players and keep bringing in players, we're going to go from strength to strength here, Celtic are geared towards the Champions League, they're not thinking about the Scottish League anymore,
0: they're just going to win that and i'm glad it was a close game as well because oh, that wee bit, isn't it? yeah well yeah there is that and it keeps celtic on their toes as yeah, well because yeah. what i said earlier I, I really believe i don't i don't really believe in gaps i don't think teams are always just the same length the same distance away from each other and like things can change for example like if we were to get some recruitment wrong if we forget if we lose four players and they get four players you never know what can happen right and i've I'd be, would be foolish to not recognise the pattern because it used to be that we used to gub Rangers left and right all the time but then the game started getting closer yep. they were closer for a long time and then all of a sudden they've nipped ahead of us and they've they, they so were they the on a and goal it? A in all the games Yeah No I'm not saying that's going to happen but I recognise the pattern there so this is Celtic's opportunity to be like well, we're not going to let yep. this happen yep. it, it keeps Celtic on their toes there's no complacency in this team and I don't believe for a single second there's an ounce of it in Ange that he's never given me a single word to give me that impression so I'm glad it was a close game I'm glad they think they're getting closer because it's that just it it puts the, the onus on Celtic to keep that gap or, or even extend it I hope you know, all the talk about Celtic spending all the money they do and all that I hope we're now in a position next season where I stopped getting offended by it. I stopped saying, oh, but it's not about that. I hope we lean fully into it. And you basically spend about a <laughs> yes. hundred million. I was loaded. I <laughs> will Ted DBR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would absolutely love for that to be the case, just go fully, full send on the spending, <laughs> the, full the, spend. Full spend.
2: <laughs> so we're sit, I mean, we're sitting here, we're all having a laugh and a joke and we're talking about how gay that. but you, you're right, Stephen, I mean, that, we, we, we need to remain focused, I mean, we need yeah. to remain focused for the rest of the league, because yes. the league is not won, the it. cup no. is not won, we're sitting here, we're on the brink of a treble, but we've only won the league cup and... You know, it's unlikely it's going to go disastrously long, wrong in the league, but it might, and you, and you really need to keep your eye on it. We've still got Inverness Cali who should they be in the final? They only they only got through because of what an apple. Oh wow, something happened there. Um, they, they they only got through obviously because of a an
0: ineligible player. All uh, right, for so
2: Queen, Queen's Park. So if,
0: football win? Are we going to do this <laughs> for football for our own treble and do it for football?
2: Yes. Yeah, so we've got right. we're going to pull it out. So. On that bombshell Let football win We shall <laughs> wrap up This episode of 20 Minute Tim's Flagship Podcast Thank you so much To everyone who watches Thanks to everyone who listens Thanks to everyone In the comments And YouTube who watches live From the treble tier We thought we'd try Something different this week If you enjoy this If you enjoy our content Please support us on Patreon Patreon.com
0: Slash 20 Minute Tim's Hit subscribe y'all Hit, Hit subscribe, subscribe. Yeah. Smash that button Yes yeah, Give us a thumbs up Etc
2: All that sort of stuff for The YouTube